0: 307 My interview with Bronwyn Kloon Founder and CEO of Norg Media Hope you enjoy it Sorry I'm just getting down with the music You can't see it right now But I'm dancing Hey, world, you're listening to the Podcast Network. My name is Cameron Riley. Welcome back, 2008 show number two. I think it's episode 307 from memory, but correct me if I'm wrong. My guest today, the woman I'm not going to call Perth's own enchantress because she doesn't like it, Bronwyn Clune from norg.com.au. Welcome to the show, Bron. Bron.
1: Hi, Cameron. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. How's your 2008 shaping up?
1: Yeah, no, so far so good. Everything's um, looking good. Um, just uh, strapping up for another year.
0: Now, we, we, we're going to chat about Norg, and I also want to yep. chat to you about being an entrepreneur cause, uh, okay. and, how, and how entrepreneurs can make the world a better place. But let, let's, let's start with Norg and explain to people who aren't familiar with Norg what a Norg is.
1: Okay, well, a Norg is um, a a news site, a people-powered news site. It's it's, um, it's something I think, um, you know, people say to me, a Norg is short for news organisation to start off with. So the idea behind a Norg is that it's a a people-powered news site. So it looks um, pretty much like um, any other news site. Um, The difference is, though, that there are no editors and um, there are no journalists other than the people who... who, um, contribute to the site so it's it's really about um, bringing taking away the news filter um, from you know bigger news corporations and giving that back to people which is something that the um, internet has really changed for news so NORG is an attempt to really push news um, out in a different way that we've not been able to really do before
0: how is it different from a group (laughs) blog a geographical Uh group blog
1: Um, There's a number of different um, things that we do differently, but I suppose in essence that is one description of what it could be. The other thing is it's open. It's open to everyone. So, you know, anyone can join and uh, make a contribution there. But also um, it's geographical. So um, we've got Perth, we've got Melbourne, we've got Brisbane. We, you know, we have plans to expand them elsewhere, but they're also all connected. So, um, you know, often... um, So, Perth people can comment on stories across all different sites and that sort of thing. So, it's really about giving more awareness to to these sorts of things. Um, You know, group blogs work well. Uh, It's got a few other functions on top of that. But um, I suppose you can describe it as a group blog if you wanted to, (laughs) (laughs) which you did.
0: (laughs) No, I asked you how it was different from a group blog
1: Uh, um it's a nog. it's not a blog
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i think we'll move on then (laughs)
1: how how much did i not answer the question
0: well no how's it different well i don't know it's basically a group blog right yeah it's a geocentric group blog yeah yeah
1: that's one way of describing it
0: yes nothing wrong with that it's a great idea so uh what percentage would you say of the news that's reported on NORG is lifted from traditional news sites versus original news?
1: Uh, at the moment, that's pretty high. So a lot of the news that comes through, one of the things you can do on an ORG, I should explain, is that you can also create yeah, links to traditional news sites. So it acts like a filter, really, for the best news around. Um, and a lot of a lot of what is put on the site at the moment is links. I still think there's a lot of value in that um, because we're still filtering the news, and we also uh, are open to <coughs> sorry um, comments, which you know most news sites aren't. If, if you have them in their text section and that sort of stuff. So it's just a place where people can add to the news and contribute more to that traditional news story. But I mean, you know, one day I'm hoping that most of the stuff there will be original. You know, that's the goal. Can you
0: give me an example of the kinds of original news that are reported on there today? Because, you know, I, I've i tried to think of original news that I could report on your Melbourne Norg site and um, I can't think of anything. Maybe it's because ah. I spend my life sitting in a chair in my office, but and don't really yeah. know what's going on.
1: I think really what we all have um, been programmed to, to learn as, to think of as news is not what people will consider news really to be um, in the future. I think, you know, anything that someone's, um, you know, you walk into an office and tell something, someone, something someone, you know, something that happened to you that day, a lot of that information um, you know, has value that we've lost in in headlines. And um, the reason it's geographical is, I think, you know, the things, small things that happen to us in our day where we live, that really can account to news. Like, I'll give you an example of something I, I thought was, you know, newsworthy, and I put on the Norg. I think in October, in King Street, which is the street I um, work on, um, they put up, um, you know, Christmas decorations throughout the street, which. You know, I looked and thought, it's October. So, I, you know, I'd walk into the office and go, guys, have you noticed the Christmas decorations down the road? But I took a picture and, and nogged it. To me, that's, you know, something which has value. So it's not always, you know, planes crashing into buildings or those sorts of things. It's it's really, um, you know, news is what we want it to be and things that are important to us that we want to share. So, I mean, modem is something you could you could put on Nog stuff that's happening in digital media. It's outside of, um, you know, a lot of people who read NORG are, um, you know, the general public and that's the way I like it to be. It's not really, um, you know, it's starting, especially in Perth, not to be so much early adapters but spreading beyond that. And it's just another way that we can, you know, promote things that are important to us as well.
0: So you see a day where we will comfortably talk in an online forum like this about what's happening in our local communities for example just things that we notice things that take our attention
1: yeah and I think that that shift is only really beginning to happen I mean you look at kids probably page uh, age 20 under I mean they they've grown up most of you know their life has been online they don't Give a second thought to putting stuff out there and putting stuff up there, and and you know, uh, this is something I you know, uh, I'm pretty new to myself, and every now and then I'll go to write something, and you think, oh, you know, don't know if I want that online, but I really think there's a whole generation coming through that to them that this is just second nature, this is how they operate, and I think you know that that's that that'll be when the real change starts happening.
0: What's what's the best example of true citizen journalism that you've seen in your
1: time at Nog? Uh, best example of true, uh, I could give you. I mean, a couple of examples of stories that really resonated with people. Um, one was one I did. I was it was about forty one degrees actually, and and I I went out one day and I thought I wanted to try and get a photo of the the heat us, you know, trying to play with my camera and I drove past an oval um, and uh, there were sprinklers on and it was a council oval so it was 41 degrees it was, you know, 1pm and um, they were watering the oval so I took took a photo of that and put it up there now it's it's something that people would have driven past and, you know, gone, oh shit you know, why did they get that on but we put it on there and it got a huge response and people wrote into the council the council had to come back and explain things um, so, you know that was quite a good example of, of something sort of happening. Another time, another time I, um, I was speaking to my deli owner and he was smiling at me just a little bit too much and I realised he had a new set of teeth in there. And so of course I made the comment, nice new teeth, and he told me how um, he'd just been to Vietnam to have all his teeth done. And he, he said, when I met lots of Australians who are coming to Vietnam to, to, for dentistry. And I did a story on that. I interviewed him and stuff, and fair enough, a couple of months later, there was a story in the local paper about how this was happening. But just it was just a conversation I had with someone and you I know, found something new that I thought was worth sharing and interesting. So, yeah, Vietnam's the place to go and have your dental work done, <laughs> apparently.
0: <laughs> Do you have a facility set up in Norg for people to uh, report stuff from their mobile phone when they're out and about? Can we upload photos or uh, can we... Uh, is there like a, a Melbourne Norg Twitter address that we can report to?
1: No, it's something we're we're looking into at the moment. Um, it's look getting um, getting Norg up on mobile is is what we'll be doing this year. I think it's something that'll give us a lot of growth, and um, you know, it's what really excites me because everyone out there with a, a mobile phone is effectively a reporter. I mean. We've got video. We've got cameras on our phone. Um, you know, these days when you're looking at things like blackberries and stuff, you've—it's easy. I mean, it's a bit hard to text in a story, but uh, you know, people can write about things that are happening and upload that to the site. That's definitely, you know, um, what we want to be about and what we'll be looking at doing this year.
0: Fantastic. And and you're the founder and CEO, stress. <laughs> yes. Is that the term for a female CEO (laughs) enchantress?
1: I've got to come out with a a better name. Where did the uh,
0: Where did the enchantress title come from?
1: I think uh, Duncan Riley gave it to me. Duncan, I still uh, (laughs) I still smack him over the head every time I see him about it, but uh, he keeps on uh, keeps on calling me the enchantress. Yes.
0: And uh, your background prior to starting Norg was as a journalist.
1: Yeah, I was a print journalist at. the West End, which is our only um, daily newspaper here and and not the finest example of uh, of journalism but oh, it, you oh, know
0: oh, oh, oh okay we got to stop we got to got to drill down on that why what what is it about the western that you don't think is uh, good journalism the west
1: australian west Australia. oh look anyone who who lives in perth will, it's just it's you know they're the only paper and uh, you know they uh, there's no competition Um, you know, most, especially when you uh, read news online and you read the West, it's not uncommon for stories to be four or five days old especially when it comes to things like technology or, you know, international news, that sort of stuff. They've been very, very slow in implementing their online um, strategy and when I worked there, in fact, they used to say um, until we can make money out of it we're not going to invest in it and I suppose I had that luxury of being the only newspaper. Um, Of course now, um, the Sunday Times, which is um, one of Rupert's papers, has got um, Perth Now, which is another local online thing. And the West have sort of had to pull up their socks a little bit that way. But still, you know, it's it's probably, I mean, have a look at it. Thewest.com.au is probably the worst example of uh, an online um, news site you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and, and people say to me, oh, that's great. But, I mean, to be honest, it. I don't see them as... Competition, I think, was something really different, and and I'd love for them to get it right. I think, you know, um, they should be getting it right. So um, yeah, Um, yeah, that's the West. Anyway, I was working at the West. I was a print journalist at the West, and um, then I freelanced for a number of years as well. So um, and and still did a lot of writing for the West and a couple of other publications. So. Yeah, that's my background.
0: And tell us about the uh, inspiration for Noor. You just got frustrated with the quality of news and thought, we can do better?
1: Um, Yeah, I started because I was working from home, of course, you know, you start to, and when I was researching stories, you always started on the internet. And um, I suppose I started to realise that, um, you know, this was where the exciting stuff was happening and I started to read a lot, um, you know... About uh, new media and stuff, and the real turning point came for me was my own sort of realisation. I was reading a lot of the Iraqi bloggers, and uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about um, you know hotel journalism, which is in Iraq. A lot of the journalists couldn't actually get out into Iraq and and really write about what was happening for security reasons, and uh, and and for their own safety, they were told and um you know i started reading a lot of these blogs and i, I just thought shit this is so exciting these these are people who it's happening to who who have the full experience and the and the background knowledge to to what's going on to, to, to be able to tell us what what is going on and um i still it, it bugged me that it was still such a fringe um thing to be happening and uh, I thought, you know, what if there was a, a site, a news site, where we all know we could go to and, and read these accounts and, and all contribute to? And um, that was really where I started to think about this. And um, at the time, things like Now Public were had been around, I think, for a small while and started getting bigger. And, of course, there's always been Omar news. Um, I still had a, a very different idea of, of why I thought they were working or weren't working and then the more i thought about it the more i thought you know um there's no reason why we can't start off locally and grow it that way because um you know there's so much happening especially um you know around where we live and stuff that isn't being reported anymore and those conversations have really stopped so yeah i think local to me made the most sense i, I still like to to launch the nog.com um we have that domain and um, you know i Big plans for that too. So, um, but we're starting off little, <laughs> and um, yeah. So that was really my idea for it. And you came from
0: and and how long has it actually been live? Uh,
1: the Perth site for probably close to a year and a half, and uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane are very new. I think only a month or so, or six weeks even. I lose track of time.
0: December 1st, you were in Melbourne to launch the Melbourne Norg. I oh, well, there you go. So you know.
1: <laughs>
0: so tell us about life as an entrepreneur. Now, we, I've done a lot of shows uh, talking to entrepreneurs over the last couple of years. I think you are probably the first female CEO I've had on the show. Do you think
1: being- – You're sexist? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yes. Why am I the first, Cam?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I just don't meet many female startup CEOs uh, in this country. Do you yeah. Do you think that women are fairly represented in the startup scene in this country?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: Can you name five off the top of your head? Uh, no. No, <laughs> me either. So
1: there's <laughs> there's Meg. Uh, I don't know how you say it. Meg'siams. No, Bontif- yes. Yes.
0: Yes. I had I had, I had I had Theo on the show. I don't think I've had Meg on the show, but that's because yeah. Theo's the talker. Meg's the doer. Um, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, this has come up with me. um, you know, a couple of people have asked me about it, and uh, I think, uh, you know, I said to people, look, you can dwell on these things, or you can just get out there and do things, and. Uh, that's sort of been my attitude, that the female thing is not really here or there to me.
0: So do you, you don't think it's any more difficult as a female or is it easier? Is it easy or difficult or is it just the same, being a, a an entrepreneur, female entrepreneur?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I've never, <clears throat> I've never felt like it's held me back on anything. They're, they're probably different challenges. I think, um, you know, uh, it can work in your favor and, and against. But, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to play those games. Um, you know, I want to be judged for what I do and not the fact that, you know, I'm female and doing what I do or I just, you know, want what I do to be successful because, you know, I believe in it and I think, you know, I'm passionate about it, not because of all those things and she's female.
0: But if that is an asset, that you possess what's wrong in exploiting it. My female, them?
1: this is an asset. What do you mean by exploiting it?
0: Well, you know, we are in sort of... You and I run media companies, and, right. but they're technology-enabled media companies, so I guess we spend a lot of time around the technology industry. And, yeah. you know, there's a dearth of females particularly attractive females in this industry surely to be an attractive female in this industry's got to uh got to be an asset
1: i don't know how how is it an asset
0: <laughs> really you don't know how
1: yes so what you stick out in a room but you know so well, what let's, let's say this you know there's, there's 50 fat
0: Nerdy guys with uh, wispy beards and uh, glasses in a room, and you...
1: I've never come across that situation. Oh. <laughs> on <another
0: one. laughs> hey, I went to podcamp camp, Perth. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, you're going to stand out from the crowd. Now, that's, that's a good thing. Standing out from the crowd is always a good thing. That's why I wear the Elvis Sunnies, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't really give much thought to it.
0: Well, I would. Anyway, so let's talk about being an entrepreneur then. Now, you're a... Uh, Not being
1: female. <laughs> well, no, look, I, I think that... You can interview 50% of the population about that.
0: I, no, yes. I think being a female entrepreneur has its assets. Um, I tell you, if I was a, an attractive female, I reckon I would be able to... <laughs> I would use it, baby. Um,
1: but let's talk well, about... I want to know what use it, baby, means.
0: I would flaunt it. I would... I would use it as an as one of my assets, along with my intelligence and my experience and my vision.
1: Yeah, Cameron, you need to explain, and I'm asking them this on behalf of all the females out there. what using it as an asset means flaunt it? Yeah. what does that mean? Well,
0: I would use the fact that the majority of people, both investors and partners and your audience, in this, uh, industry are going to be blokes and let's face it they're going to be socially inept um overweight nerdy blokes and uh they don't get to get around attractive females very often and there's a lot <laughs> of that they will do <laughs> they will do things to get it you know to get to have a coffee with an attractive female to be seen with one in public uh you know it's it's just an asset it just is i would i would use that to get meetings open doors uh do deals it's
1: just... So I'd, I should wink, wink, nudge, nudge them. Is that what no, you say? saying? No,
0: you just smile. You know how the, you know how it's done. I'm sure. I'm
1: happy to be myself, and you know, <laughs> whatever comes of that, comes of that. Um, but I'm not, certainly not. Um, crazy. You know,
0: you're, crazy. Yes. you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. You, th- you think Brad Pitt and George Clooney don't use their looks to their advantage? But.
1: No, uh, no, I don't think they go out there. Get out of here. Do you?
0: I, I, I don't have those sorts of looks. Oh. Okay. All I have is my wit and charm. I get by my wit and my charm, Brumlin. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, a question. Yes. Let's
1: talk about being well. I have got, got a
0: question from Paul Montgomery in the Twitter room. Wants to know if you're going to move to Melbourne like Duncan.
1: Am I going to move to Melbourne from Duncan? Are you Twittering the podcast? Yes. Oh, I should put on Twitter then. Um, am I going to move to Melbourne like Duncan? Uh, I don't
0: know. <laughs> okay. Joni Jody, Jody Miners <laughs> wants to know, how do you manage to run a household with four kids and a national business as well?
1: Tell her I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell her. She's listening.
1: <laughs> I don't. Don't. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no, uh, well, you know, uh, I don't know, actually, some days I sit down and wonder how I do, but I do, my kids are pretty good and, um, you know, I want them to be, um, proud of the things I do and, uh, you know, I think, um, this is something I'm proud of and, uh, and, you know, I talk to them about what I'm doing all the time and, um. You know, it's just become part of our, our household. My my older son does think, I, think I'm a computer nerd is his word for it. And I try and tell him it's, you know, it's a geek. It's a little bit cooler, but I'm yet to convince him.
0: <laughs> and uh, talk to me about uh, entrepreneurship. So the path that you've taken with Norg over the last couple of years, you've uh, raised a little bit of money, I understand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we've raised a little bit of money. Small, Sorry, I should, just.
0: I should have I just, should have asked an open question there. Um, tell us about the capital raising <laughs> philosophy of Norg Bronwyn.
1: Uh The capital raising philosophy of Norg. Um, we've taken small um, private investment, and you know, over the the last six months, I've certainly spoken to a lot of people about about things, but. Um, you know uh it's sort of a hard question because i'm i'm at the stage now where i'm rethinking how uh you know i go go about things but but that's something you're always doing as an entrepreneur you know you you have a, a big picture in mind and um you've got to be open to things that come along and opportunities that come along and um you know compl- reassessing things all the time but um so i haven't really answered your question have i
0: no you've managed to <laughs> dodge it like consummate politician um, uh, just like a woman I guess oh. <laughs> oh, I just lost my last two female listeners there but that's okay
1: um, my investment philosophy look I think you do what you have to to, to um, you know uh, fulfill <laughs> your dreams <laughs> but um yeah, I mean...
0: Are you look, trying to raise money at the moment?
1: I'm not going to close my door. the, the door in it, no. Okay. Yes, okay. so we
0: are. You would like to raise some money. How, yeah. how many uh, full-time employees do you have at Norg at the moment?
1: Uh, we have one. Which is you? So, no, I'm, I'm not even an employee. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the slave. <laughs> um, no, uh, we have Miles Eftos, who's our developer. So, um, you know... Uh, what we've done, spent the last six months doing, is um, developing uh, a lot of the, the back end platform to be able to roll out sites very easily, which we've achieved. And at the moment, we're looking at um, just finishing off our classified site. We had one before, but it was it was shit, really. So we, we went site. back. to... Said, yes.
0: Oh, so you're setting up like a Craigslist?
1: Yeah, it's better than Craigslist. Um, yeah, so it's local that we want to roll out across across the site. It's a um, local
0: site for local people.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so we spent a lot of time um, looking at a lot of classified sites, and um, you know, miles, the other person who has helped us out is Gary Barber or Tuna for people who are on Twitter. And um, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, I think it's even managed to excite Miles because he he hates working on Norg because he, he hates um, having to hack WordPress. So, been a bit of light relief for him. And um, yeah, so w- we'll be launching that shortly. So that's sort of where the focus is at the moment.
0: Fantastic! What an excellent idea. So let's let's get back to being an entrepreneur. What what do you see as being the 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 major challenges. Let's start with that of being an entrepreneur.
1: Um. Well, I think it comes to the the challenge for me really has been. Um, I think some of the isolation you you feel in Perth uh, in working in this area. Probably a lot of other Australian web entrepreneurs feel the same way. Um, I think you know, when you get together with, with other people um, with other people doing things in this industry it's always so exciting and motivating and there's not, you know you come across things that I think are very different to, to other industries especially because a lot of what we're doing needs such a backstory, you know, you can't go, wow, this is what we're doing and in, in, in things, you need to explain to people what it is, why it's great why it's got such potential um, so it's that's been the biggest challenge about working um, especially in new media is it's the awareness of it is still pretty um, pretty much you know early adopters I find I don't know you're also one what do you think
0: <laughs> I'm asking the questions here so tell me about some of the benefits of being an entrepreneur do, do you enjoy being an entrepreneur
1: Oh I love it I don't think I could go back to, to doing anything else. Um, What are the benefits of it? Well, for me, it's um, having, um, you know, every day I'm waking up and um, trying to create something which I have a real passion and vision for. And, um, you know, I do. I I love it. I really believe in what I'm doing and, um, you know, just having that opportunity. And I don't think those opportunities are given to people. I I really think, um, you know, at the moment with all the talk – at the moment about Bubble 2.0 and people just jumping on the bandwagon. People take it for granted about, um, you know, the personal risks people take in putting themselves out there and putting their idea out there. You know, I get I get, um, I get get really um, disheartened, especially when you read TechCrunch some days and people are so vicious about other people's ideas and you just think, you know, unless you're out there putting something together, um, you know, it's something you can't take for granted. It is. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. But um, you know, it's fun at the same time.
0: And is there anything you would do differently if you had your last couple of years over again? Um, Any lessons? No,
1: I'm I'm pretty happy with all the approach we we. We've taken, and it's really, it's been a huge learning process for me. You know, I came from um, being trained to write, removed from the, removed from a story, um, to take the plunge into um, personal writing, and that's been something I've struggled with the whole time. As you know, I didn't have a personal blog until the beginning of the year. I've always had a blog on um, called Norddim. Where We have sort of written about Perth Norg, and I've written personal things on there as well. Um but you know I just you know had to decide to put myself out there a, a, a bit more. and to me that was a real challenge. you know um, Twitter I've of course I've been on, and that's pretty personal. I used that um, as a sort of personal Twitter, not so much as a a business one, but um, you know that that's been you know something I've had to learn along the way.
0: Mike Dunn uh, from the U.S. has asked this question. What lessons have you learned with Perth Norg that big market slash big media should be paying attention to and learning from?
1: Um, The thing that I always got asked when I launched the Norg was, um, you know, what are you going to do when when people start, um, you know, writing crap up there and spamming and using the site, that sort of thing? And my approach has always been, I think – that you can trust people, that you don't need to talk down to people and that if you give people <clears throat> the space to be creative and to, to step up, that they will. I, it's really, um, I don't know, it's given me a lot of faith in people again and I think North Media needs to, to do that. I think they, uh, big media needs to do that. I think they still uh, don't value the intelligence of their, um, of their um, um, you know, it's, and they're, they're consumers. I think they take um, people for granted and, um, you know, definitely on the Internet there's a, you know, all the time even on Twitter we're, we're talking about things big media has done and we'll complain that they don't understand that sort of thing but, um, you know, I, I think that's because they, they take a lot of us for granted and, you know, I think the majority out of people, people out there are, are good, have something valuable to contribute. And, um, you know, we want to provide a forum for them to do that.
0: I haven't spoken to many of my usual foes in mainstream media much in the last 18 months, but do you still get a sense from the journalists and the editors out there that they look down their nose at blogging and Twitter and podcasting still, or are they starting to come to terms with the potential for it?
1: I, I think, you know, there's definitely, they're aware of it, and but I, I think what's really motivated them is the economics. They've seen, you know, people leaving their sites, they've seen their numbers dropping all the time, they've seen, you know, less newspapers being bought, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I have questions about their motivations, but I certainly think a lot of them are waking up to the potential. I don't, I still am not convinced that they can fully embrace, you know, new media because what it really does is undermine their, um, their business which has been built up on the fact that they, um, which is the masthead, that they have the authority and the knowledge to be able to report. And, you know, allowing other people, everyday people to do that is in effect, you know, eroding into to their business structure. That's my feeling.
0: So you think that and they are fundamentally going to struggle with migrating their business model and approach?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, um, a good example of that was Jack Marks last year who was, you know, let go over his blog and, um, you know, he you know, they, he encountered problems. So they still have a very old media approach to things. Things are still edited Things are still, you know, moderated um, to the extent that that they're not really fully embracing the conversations that people can have out there.
0: (laughs) Had Jack on this very show to talk about that the day after, I think, he was sacked. And then he got picked up by news. I see he's now... Yeah,
1: no, I saw that as well the other day.
0: So let's talk about making the world a better place, Bron. How is NORG going to make the world a better place?
1: Um... How is not going to make the world a better place? Um, you know, one day we could write a story that makes someone could write a story that makes a difference. I really think it's just up to all of us to to you know make the contribution we can and do the best we can from there. I, you know, I'd love to I'd love to see the day that um, you know we were able to get citizen journalism into countries like uh, Zimbabwe and China. Um, Places where, um, you know, news is, not been that, um, we've not been able to really understand what's happening in those countries. You know, I see a lot of potential there. I, I'd love one day, you know, my big dream is to, to get that going, to, to be able to do that um, and put those tools in place. Even going to those countries and, you know, teach people about the potential there. Um, people who who blogging, give them the skills and, um, you know, mobile phones and some I get the infrastructure there to start getting the news back so we can, you know, really understand about the things that are going on that we've not been able to, to really know until now. And that's happening every day on the fringes, um, you know, you hear about stories coming through. But, um, you know, I'd like to make that something consistent, something that we all, a place where we all knew we could go to and, and get that news.
0: What about in uh, you know the the developed countries like Australia and the US? How do you see Norg making a difference?
1: Well, um, yeah, no, it, it can. There, there are lots of things you know happening all the time in organisations that people are feel they're not able to say, but would like to speak out. You know, there's always the potential there for it to be um, a place for people to um, you know whistle on things that are happening. Um, they can do that anonymously. So you can um,
0: post an org anonymously? You don't have to give up your name?
1: No, I mean you can create a name, any name you want to. Hmm. Yeah, I put people to use their real names unless, um, you know, I think putting your real name there has a lot of value but there, there could be reasons why you can't or don't. And yeah, there's no reason why people can't do that. So, so I'd it, love them to do it.
0: <laughs> well, if, if they started to do that, what, what do you see as being your uh, legal position if uh, there's, you know, uh, potential for slander or libelous comments being made on the Norg?
1: Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's something we may have to face at some stage and I've thought about it and, you know, I'll... <laughs> when it does come up, we'll look at the situation and, you know, we'll have to assess what we can do. But I certainly, um, you know, am there to, to stand by anyone who's willing to, to take that step out, uh, you know, to step up to that. And, and um, if something's illegal, we'll remove it. But, um, you know, and we might have to remove it for a time before we get advice and stuff. But, you know, I said from the beginning, I'll, I will stand by people who use my site. And, uh, you know, we've had a couple of, of challenges. Someone w- wrote a review of a restaurant that wasn't particularly flattering, but was justified. I spoke to the person and we got a few phone calls. It's, I mean, it's not a big thing. It was just a small restaurant. But in the end, I left the story up there and I said to the restaurant, look, if you've got a problem, there's comments. Don't send me emails. Go in there and take it up with with the people and that's that's really my attitude you know um i want to be able to be there for people who have legitimate concerns
0: i love i love that idea having a place where everyone in a local community can talk about restaurants or tradesmen or uh schools or you know any of the businesses or services in their area and and talk about them critique them talk about which ones they like which ones they don't like
1: yeah, I mean, Nog is really, it's an open platform and anyone can use it in, in any way they want to. That was one of the reasons we, we've created it, to be so open. Um, you know, I want people to be creative, to think outside their box, to, to start, you know, if someone loves cricket, loves commenting on the cricket, there's no reason why they can't put, you know, do a show on it, whack it on the Norg, like, you know, news.com.au and stuff do with, with their journalists there's no reason why people can't um you know be as creative as they want to be um to use the norg in any way they want to use
0: it <laughs> and do you have any podcasts running off of norg yet?
1: no but there's no reason why they can't we can embed them in there that's that's you know easy to do
0: i think we should have a uh norg tpn joint melbourne sydney perth podcasts what do you reckon
1: yeah, let's do it, Cam. Lean into it. Thank you. Love the idea. <laughs> thank
0: you very much, Bronwyn, for coming on the show and explaining a little bit more about Norg to us.
1: Yeah, I think I successfully managed to talk more than you did. Now that's an achievement.
0: Oh, you're so rude to me. Uh, is there any final words of wisdom that you would like to leave the audience?
1: Um Oh, now there's pressure. Um, no, I just say, um, you know, if you um, if you see something, take a punt, put it on the Norg, and the worst thing that could happen is someone could vote your story down. But um, you know, love to see people on there using it, and it's it's only going to be as good as the community that embraces it. So um, you know, come on down. <laughs> Is that wise?
0: (laughs) Norg.com.au. Thank you, Bronwyn. What's your Twitter address for people who want to follow you on Twitter?
1: Um, It's at Bronwyn, and you spell my name, B-R-O-N-W-E-N.
0: Thank you, Bronwyn.
1: Okay. Thanks, Cam. C'est au prix que